You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Have you ever thought to yourself, there's probably a practice within my practice of dentistry that I could do to better serve patients? Well, if you ever thought that, I'm going to share a story today with a friend of mine, Dr. Brent Bush, and he's going to talk about his journey to create a better practice by creating a practice within his practice. I know it sounds a little convoluted, but you're going to love this story and what happened and what he's doing now. So I hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You know the jam around here. My job is to find the coolest people on the planet. Great dentists, great thinkers, great leaders to help you create a better practice and a better life. And have you ever thought to yourself, you know what? Maybe there's a whole entire practice within my practice. Well, if you're thinking that, we're going to talk about it today with a new friend of mine, relatively new friend, Dr. Brent Bush, who's been on a journey and he's going to share his journey today. And you're going to see. You probably have a practice within your practice. So, Brent, thanks for being on, brother. I appreciate you. Kirk, I appreciate you having me with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've been stalking you. And so <laughs> he was cutting the grass, listening to a few podcasts. And then he's like, all right, I'll, I'll go on and we'll talk about it. But uh, I finally got you here and I'm so excited. And uh, I want to start here. I want you to tell our listeners, just give us a little bio because uh, I always love our listeners to know a little bit about who they are, who they're listening to before we get into the topic. So who are you? Who's Dr. Brent Bush? Yeah, sure. So uh, personally, I'm the, the father of three boys. One's a freshman in college, freshman in high school, and a seventh grader. So right. married for 25 years to Karen, my wife, who is also a dentist, uh, transitioned to professionally. So I'm from California, born and raised. I uh, went to Chapel Hill for dental school and we met there and she's from where we live now here in Wilmington, North Carolina. And uh, the rest is history, they say. All <laughs> so right. We have a single single dentist practice, even though there's two of us. So I work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. She works on Wednesday. Um, so that's kind of cool. And uh, we get to share share the um, the joys there. We just hired an associate a couple years ago to kind of, you know, 
um, transition a little bit. So that's, that's kind of it. You know, I was a single tooth dentist for half of my career. I graduated in 98. So let's say, you know, 12 years and my eyes were opened at a study club, hands-on study club. And, uh, yeah, from then on, I, I, I changed my practice, changed the way I look at dentistry. Yeah. So tell me about the study club. So where was the study club? Who was facilitating and what happened? Right, right. Um, so my dental school roommate, a, a great friend, um, Will Current in uh, Gastonia, North Carolina. Um, you, I think you know Will. I love Will. I know both Wills in Gastonia. There's yeah. Will Kelly oh, yeah. and Will Current. So yes, sir. Yeah. So Will and I were dental school roommates, right? So and we we're in each other's weddings and things like that. So um, going along fine. We graduated in '98. Will was in a study club in Atlanta with uh, um, Todd Davis. Yeah, it was a Pinky faculty and uh, doing a study club there for like ten years. And Will said, "You know what? I want to do this. I want to start my own." So. Will called me and he said, you need to do this. And, and Will's the kind of friend that if he calls me to do something, I don't really ask questions. You just do it. Yeah. So I did it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're going to love it. So I uh, showed up and and I said on the first day, I was a blank slate. I have no idea anything besides a busy drill and fill practice. Right. And two days later, I mean, Todd Davis will tell you right now that you know, I said, I've got the decision to make. Either I continue to just drill and fill and be busy and burn out um, or go learn and be open to the idea of more comprehensive dentistry. So it was it was the, the turning point in my in my practice life. That's so great. And Todd, just a, an amazing human being, great educator. Uh, yes. um, so you're in good hands. I did not know that's where it all happened. And I love those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Good folks, man. So we still are meeting, um, you know, it's, that was 2011. So yeah. Now actually keep- I'm going to start a new study club just like that for, um, new dentists here in Wilmington. So right. we're going to start that. Todd and I are going to start that. He's going to lead and I'll be the, the, the second guide for, uh, a hands-on, um, occlusion workshop, um, study club here in Wilmington. Right. And I want you to talk about the transformation that happened once you were able to see with a new set of eyes. But can you speak to this also? It's not about elitism. Like I've been to Gastonia. I've been to their practices most times. And Will, I love you because you're going to listen to this. Will would be the first to tell you what Gastonia is a wonderful place, but it's not often thought of as like, you know, the optimal place to live in the Charlotte area. It's often, you know, a little, they, you know, they get made fun of because, oh, it's over in Gastonia. It's on that side of the, on that side of the water. Right. So can you speak to it? It's not about elitism. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the people in, yeah, it's the little suburb of Charlotte that nobody wants to go to. But if you can have the practice that Will has in Gastonia, North Carolina, right next to Charlotte, then you can do this anywhere. Right. You just have to have the right, the right mindset and education. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. If you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so you said it, cause I, you know, I don't want anybody from Gastonia to feel bad, but the first time I went to Will Current's office, you know, he said, yeah. I, I need you to know a little bit about Gastonia. We love it. My father built a practice here 
And um, it's often the butt end of some jokes about like, oh, you're going to go oh, to yeah. Gastonia type of thing. And so his point was like, we're very committed to creating a special type of practice here. And, you know, they're often referred to as the two wills, will, will current. And they're very unique and different in both ways, you know. And so, oh, yes. <laughs> um, but what's cool about both of them and Todd and even what you've created is that you set on a path. So go, can you start with the whole, you know, the new set of eyes? What does that mean? You mentioned that to me. What did that mean to you? Yeah. I realized that there was more to dentistry than, than doing MODs and crowns on broken teeth. I realized that maybe there's a reason why people break teeth. Maybe there's a system, maybe there's a function to this that, that I have not seen. I had another buddy of ours from dental school, David Hedgeco, he's in Fayetteville. Um, he was one of those practices where I was like, how is he so busy? What is he doing different than I'm doing? I feel like I'm so busy and I, I just, I'm going to burn out here. Like, wh- why is he so busy um, doing cool stuff? Mm-hmm. I was busy and good, but oh boy, it was just hard. And, and no joy really after you do your thousandth mod you know right so i realized that there was more to it and uh i I asked todd what do i do and he said well you need to go go learn and so i started to get on the ce train and do some workshops and seminars and and i hit it hard i mean and that's that thing where if you are going to bet on anybody bet on yourself so i invested a bunch of money and a bunch of time didn't think twice about it to go learn how to be a better dentist for my patients. Right. And so I'll, I'll repeat what Pete Dawson told me many years ago. And I heard him say it many times. There's a practice within your practice. There might be two practices within your practice. Can you explain that to a young listener who might be listening? What does that really mean to you? Yeah, I think as a young dentist out there, and I was this way too, that, and, and again, I'm no different than you are. If you're the young one out there listening, I'm, I'm no different than you are. I just, you know, saw that there was a different way, maybe a more comprehensive way. Um, it, it, to me, it meant that there was a, there's a, there's the everyday bread and butter, do the fillings and crowns, but there's also this niche that you can work for yourself, whether it's orthodontics or replacing implants, or for me, I became kind of the bike guy, um, where you, you have an interest that inherently kind of shows up and you do more of it. And the more you do it, the more it shows up and you don't really need to even market it anymore where people refer you for that reason. They refer their friends for that reason. So you become maybe a second opinion person and things like that. So it becomes this little thing where you, you have these moments in your schedule daily or weekly where you set aside time to focus on what you really, really like to do. Right. And part of the, yeah. Can you speak to this too? I want you to expand on the bike guy thing, but you know, we have a lot of dentists that come to us and they're frustrated by the PPO thing. Now your fee for service and this really, this podcast is not about that, but as you embrace the journey of picking something you get known for that and it becomes less and less about insurance. Is that true? Oh, so true. Yeah. Because the patients become more and more invested and interested in in the best thing for themselves. And and it's kind of a not, I don't think those two things are congruent that, that you can give the patient what's best for them. And at the same time, have somebody else tell you how much you should charge for that. Right. 
Right. And so as Will has done it, and so I'll just tell a little bit about Will's journey. So I can't remember what year it was. And I, it's been a long time since I've been to his practice, but he, he sent me in a, a text. He's like, I did it. Finally, fee for service, 100%. And what's unique about that, and again, this podcast isn't about that, but what you start to do is you start to call your own shots. You don't have the write-offs. You choose your hours. You choose your own fee schedule. And a lot of people resist the journey towards that because they're like, oh, no, I practice in Gastonia or I practice in a town that wouldn't lend itself. And you practice where, Brent? Where do you practice? And we're in Wilmington, North Carolina. So it's it's a bigger town. It's, you know, it's probably 130,000 here suburbs, um, outliers, right. Uh, right on the coast um, of North Carolina, South Carolina. But it's a nice town, but it's not a Charlotte, Atlanta, you know, big town. There's, right. I really believe that everybody wants the best for themselves, no matter where they live. <laughs> right. And being a fee for service practice, you don't have every patient come in with like a platinum American express card and say, just throw it all on there. Like, can you dispel some of those <laughs> rumors that people think about? Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, we don't, we don't have that. And that's the thing you go to these CE classes and you hear people talk and they're like, Oh, that's all they do all day long. It's just right. the, this big dentistry, full mouth cases, you know, it, and it's not that we don't have these people just show up and say, I want this, here's my money. Right. Um, you kind of need to walk them through the process of, of their, their dental journey themselves, find out how, how aware they are of what they have going on with their mouth and their dental, their dental health. And right. then as you educate them, they become more engaged. And as they become more engaged, then you have a patient who wants the best for themselves. That's the best way that I've learned it from Will and Todd and, and you know, Bill and Jim and those guys. Yeah. And speaking of dental yeah. journey, I want you to give more context to your journey. So you got involved in that study club. You started working yeah. with Todd. You started investing yourself. Take us through how long, what happened along that journey? What were some milestones? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that there was another heavy milestone, but it was just a constant progression of, let me go learn more. The more I learned, the more I wanted to learn, the more I knew, the more fun it became and the more I, I enjoyed dentistry, this, this second career, if you will. Um, so I really went, I, my, went out to spear and got on the, uh, um, workshops there. So went to workshop, um, came back and just whenever I could afford to go to another workshop, I did it. There was a, there was a time where I went to two workshops, two three-day workshops in a row. Um, so I'm sitting there with Bob Winter for six days straight wow. in the lab and the day five, he looks at me like, how are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm tired, but good. Yeah. So I've, I've done a couple of Ironmans and I just, you just lock in and you, you do it. You, you focus in and, and that's where you go with it. Yeah. So as I did that more and more, became closer with Gary DeWood and he kind of, you know, hinted around about helping out. And, and I, he, I said, what do you need to do to be a visiting faculty here? And he said, well, you need to ask. And so I asked him right then. He just said, sounds good. Yeah. So he invited me to come out and, and help do that. So I became a, a you know, a, a card carrying visitor. And now I was, a you know, became a visiting faculty out there. So, so cool. What are the challenges? To a, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that led to, a, um, a teaching opportunity through Will and Will's periodontist, Ron Nason in Chapel Hill. So we would go teach occlusion to the 
Perio residence for a couple of years there in Chapel Hill too. So it's funny how it, you meet these great people and they, they're, they're there to help you. It's, right. it's, you have to go to these places. You have to get yourself out there. You can't just look at things online. You have to get out there and meet the people and experience it for yourself to see what you really want to do and, and know where these people, how much they want to help you. Yeah. And, and every do. these older feet, these older dentists, they want to be your mentor. You know, they want to help you. They do. They do. And so if you're listening to this and uh, Brent, I was just sharing with you, I just spoke to a wonderful young female dentist today from Canada. And, you know, one of the journeys that everybody has a different dental journey as a dentist. And so finding a mentor, getting into a group, you know, being an entrepreneur can be lonely. You second guess yourself all the time. And when you do get into a group like Todd's, like Wills, they have the teacher's heart. They, they're willing to help you in any way. It's amazing. Like they're yeah. like, here, take all my new patient forms here. Take all yes. You're like, what? You've spent a yeah, life. Yes. They're, they get joy from watching you grow. Don't you think? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's the, and I can feel that myself, you know, having, having done this side of it for, you know, 10 years now is the real joy in, in it is to see somebody else grow. You know, I heard Gary say, um, when I was in Arizona one time, he was talking to another person who had been around him a lot. And he said, you know, one of the real joys is for you to become bigger and better than me at right. doing what we do. And I thought, wow, from Gary to Wood, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's special when you, but you don't get to meet them if you just kind of hover around the office and stay there and watch things online. I think when you look for things online, you find what you want, but when you go to a workshop, you find what you want, but you also find things that you didn't know you needed. Right. Yeah. Which are relationships and community and, and more knowledge and the chance to ask questions to the professors or the, whoever's leading it. I mean, it's, it's special that a lot of times I hear it's so expensive. I can't afford to do that. And I say, I mean, you, you can't afford to not do it right. really. Yeah. We talk all the time internally as coaches, you know, one of the badges you have to earn to do well and, own a great practice is you got to step up. You got to go to the course. You got to fly yeah. out there. You got to do it. And then you also have to have the tough conversations. You can't pass those off. Like you got to have those conversations yeah. that provide the doors that open. And whether that be with a team member, whether that be with insurance, whether that be with, you know, another specialist in town, whatever it is, you got to confidently put your flag in the ground and start going in that direction. Can you talk about, like the day that you started putting the flag in the ground. And I don't know if you, it was intentional that you're the bike guy, but how did that happen? How, how did that really yeah. happen? Well, I mean, as you, as you do more of it, people talk to their friends and they say, Oh, I've got that too. And then they come in and, and, you know, good people refer good people. So right. it wasn't one day or one week really where I was like, okay, I'm now the bike guy. And I remember Todd saying, do you want to be the bike guy? I'm like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, I kind of enjoy it. So be careful of that, which you wind up doing a lot of, you better like it. Right. Right. So, um, I would say a, a transition time, and this is a, a big one, especially for insurance driven practices that when you schedule out a two hour appointment and you charge for that about the same that you would charge for a few fillings and you get paid for that is an aha moment. Like, wow, this practice philosophy, as far as a business sense can work. Um, so that's, that's on the, on the practice management side, 
an eye opener that like, Oh, I did this and it, and it worked. Um, and so it's feasible and viable to build your practice within the practice around, you know, your time and your expertise and your talent. Yeah. Go back to the bike guy conversation. Cause that's a good one. You know, I joke with Jim McKee all the time. I'm like, you're known in Chicago as the joint guy. Like you take all the crazy patients. And he's like, that's not true. I just enjoy it so much that I get, you know, I get to do this work. Part of what you have to do is pick the work that brings you joy. Not so much that it's a financial opportunity. You know, can you speak to that? Like the work that you're doing now, you enjoy doing, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and a lot of it is, you know, um, occlusion related and that's my, my background from the occlusion study club and so a lot of appliances a lot of people have headaches a lot of people have some joint problems a lot of people that are breaking teeth left and right i remember an 82 year old lady who um had three lower teeth left side um, 19 2021 getting ready to have root canals for the third time. And she came over cause she heard that we knew something about how the way the teeth come together and kind of got her equilibrated balanced and her symptoms went away and she saved her teeth and, and, it was, and she was missing all these other teeth on the, on the other side of her mouth. And you're like, and she said, I wish I had met you when you were, you know, when, when 10 years ago or whatever, it's, it's kind of that, that, referral base that feeds on itself. You know, I don't know who she goes and talks to, but she goes to talk to somebody and they, and they say, well, this, this worked out for us. So yeah, that's kind of the, as you become the the bike guy, you, you just dive into the whole comprehensive system, the joints and the muscles and the teeth. I, there's things I say all day, every day. And that's one of them. Joints, muscles, teeth, joints, muscles, teeth, joints, muscles, teeth. So, and it's funny that the teeth really are just the end of the line. They're at the end of the system. The joint has to be stable. The muscles need to be calm. And oh, by the way, at some point the teeth touch and hopefully they touch the right way. Yeah. Whereas before I, my eyes were opened, I thought, oh man, the, the teeth, 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 and only teeth. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can you speak about this part of your journey? So you did a lot of great education and a lot of yeah. people say, you know, two sessions at, at Spear back to back. Your brain is on over. How do you bring your team along on this journey? Because that's a huge piece of this, don't you think? Yeah, that's a great question, Kirk. And it's funny because you come back and you are so energized. You're so ready to go. And they're like, they didn't have the same experience that you did. Right. You get back and you're like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to change this and we're going to buy this and we're going to use this. And you're going to take pictures just like I learned how to, but I'm, I didn't teach you how to. And like, Oh, so here's the, the bumps in the road that they didn't have the same experience you did, you know, say, imagine going to the grand Canyon, like you go out there and you, and I look at a postcard of it and you come back from the grand Canyon. I see the postcard. I'm like, Wow. You know, that looks cool. And you're like, no, you don't know. That was super cool. I saw it. I saw the sunrise, you know? So, and I'm just have a postcard. Like that's, that's their, that's their, uh, their perspective of my trip to learn more is they didn't experience it. So you double down and you take them out there right? <laughs> and, and they get to experience it also. So they've been a couple times, um, to learn as, and we've been as a team to learn together. Right. That's so cool because 
Number one, it speaks to your commitment to them. Number two, Gary's going to teach them things you couldn't, no matter how hard you tried. Yeah, yeah. And as we go along with it, you know, the first seminar, your workshop, you come back from, you, 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 I didn't know how to teach them. So now, you know, we spend staff meetings, we block time on our schedule to learn how to implement what we just learned, what I just learned. So and that's a key thing, your schedule management, like you're in control of your schedule, no matter what, like you can do whatever you want to do with your schedule. You can work on Saturdays if you want to, you can work till seven or eight o'clock at night if you want to. But if you set aside time to train your staff and get on the same page and make sure everybody knows what's going on and, and technically can do it to, can take photos the way they need to be taken. It's, it's huge. It's a game changer to have your staff on board with what's going on. So you got to invest the time in your office with your staff. Right. And let's be, let's be clear to anyone who's like, you don't have to work evenings or Saturdays, but you can do you it. <laughs> and you only work three days a week, which is great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I married well. <laughs> you did. You did really well. So and works on Wednesday. I'm on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So yeah. Well, I got to ask, like, what's what's it? Yeah. So this this is your journey up to now. What's in the next chapter for Dr. Brent? Uh, Prish? Good question. Yeah. Great question. I, I, I don't know for sure. Um, I've dab. I got to speak at the ADA. You know, the big meetings. Did that a couple years, two years in a row. Um, that was fun. A different. Um, starting this study club with Todd to be the leader here that's coming up in March. So it's like a 12 person study club. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think that's where I like the most, you know, I like the 30 person room in, in Arizona there. Um, I'm with Jim Otten and Bill Robbins in their global diagnosis education online study club, which is awesome. I mean, well worth any kind of dollar you could spend on that is, you talk about accessible and people that are really excited to help you. I mean, it's unbelievable. These two guys. So, um, I'm a mentor for that and that's, that's kind of fun. So I'm going to do a presentation tonight. Um, not sure where that's going to, you know, the, the study club's going to go, but it's, uh, it's fun to be part of that. So I don't know, just kind of keep my name out there and keep helping people and keep helping our patients, you know? Amen. Love those guys. Absolutely. Love those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, if I'm a young dentist, and I said, Brent, I'm listening to this podcast, but you don't understand. I'm 30 years old. I got a young family. I got patients everywhere. Like, oh my, I got, I still, I have PPO in my practice. Where, where do I even start? Like, come on, man. Like, this is crazy. I can't even get done what I need to get done in a day. And I'm sure you get these, I get these questions all the time. How do you answer them? Yeah, I think that's the practice within the practice part. Like if you can carve out an hour a week and designate that to somebody that I know you saw during the week before that needs a special attention, just one hour and talk to them. Don't even put gloves on. Right. And that's the best way to start. You know, we have, we have, we used to have, this is funny, talk about a journey our new patients were scheduled in hygiene for the hour. So they got their teeth cleaned and we would do the 10 minute new patient exam within that hour. And we're like, wow, that's not enough. So we did 
an hour and 10. <laughs> Thought, well, well, let's give it 10 minutes extra. That well, that's not enough. So then we'd bring them in 30 minutes before their cleaning. And when they all got cleanings, <laughs> right. so we'd bring them in 30 minutes beforehand to, to get them in a separate room. Now we've transitioned to an hour and a half new patient exam photos um, uploaded so they can see them right there. And we talked to them for, I mean, a good 30 minutes, just trying to find out where they're at, what they, what their goals are. And that's my first question. You know, how can I help you best as your dentist? Like, what do you, what do you want from your dentist? And it's amazing what people will tell you if they give, if you've given them the opportunity to tell you. Yeah. So that's what I would, that's would be my advice is, is take an hour, find a patient is, that you see something that you want to address with them, or maybe they have, they're going down a bad path and they don't know it, or maybe they do know it and you don't have time, but take that hour and talk to them, get them back, talk to them, take some photos, um, get a camera for sure. If you don't have a camera, get a camera and use it, show the patients their pictures. It's unbelievable. That's the first step right. is for, for a patient to see their own mouth. Yeah. It, that, that's a, that's a game changer. Yeah. So that, that would be my, my initial advice and then learn more, you know, yeah. I love it. And speak to this too. It's counterintuitive. And so if I'm listening to you carefully, Brent, wait a minute, you're asking me to take more time away from actually <laughs> spinning down teeth and not do anything yeah. and just talk to people. And you're right. telling me somehow this is going to get better and somehow people are going to invest in more comprehensive. It's totally counterintuitive. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I've, I've done a talk that's titled slow down to get busy. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a matter of understanding and helping the patient understand where they are. And you cannot do that in hygiene. Anything more than three or four minutes of a conversation needs to happen in your own chair at a different time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a game changer. Yeah. That is so awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I, I want to have you back. I finally got you on. I'm going to have you back again and again and again. But uh, any last thoughts? I want you to talk about the study club that you're going to create. But before we do, like any last thoughts you have on a pr your practice within your practice? Yeah, I would say to the young dentists out there, you know, don't be afraid to, to go learn more, to go approach an older dentist that you look up to and ask them for help. And it may be a, an instance in time one of the most impactful dentists that I've been in touch with, I was with him for, you know, five days at Panky and that's it. And he said some things to me that just opened my eyes. So you don't know how long you need to be in, in their life, if you will, to, for them to have an impact on you. And so you just got to get yourself out there. Yeah. Right? And then when you get back to the practice, take your time to implement what you just learned and, and, and lean on somebody for help. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't find anybody locally, fly out to Dr. Brent Bush's study club. <laughs> because really, right. um, can you speak to this too? Will's study club wasn't just dentists in Gastonia. There were people from other parts, right? Including oh, yeah. you. Yeah. 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 So it's Gastonia is four hours from me. So I drove over, um, Dave drove over. Yeah. So they were mostly local guys. So now ours in March is we have a couple guys from Florida, okay. South Carolina, a couple local guys, orthodontists here. Um, so 
uh, Gastonia. There's got, his Will's associate's going to come to my study club now. Awesome. So, circle. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, you gotta you gotta get in the car or get on a plane to to really go get yourself out there. Yeah. Well, I want Unless people- you can bring Kirk to your office. No, you know? no, no. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You <laughs> you want to learn from the real masters here. So, and then Brent, if I'm listening to this, how do I? And I have some questions for you. I want to reach out. How do I get a hold of you? How do I find out more about your study club? Where do I go? Yeah. Um, gosh, uh, we, you can email me. Our our office email is info at bushfamilydentistry.com. That's probably the best way. Awesome. And and please, if there's somebody out there that that feels stuck or just needs another idea or head or ears, you know, and please reach out. I, I'm happy to, happy to help however I can. Yeah. Yeah. And the study club itself. So there's 12 of us. Um, I think we're locked in now. So if it goes well, another year or two, we may, Todd and I might start another one. Yeah. So always game. We don't say if around here, we say when, when it when. goes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I tell my kids that I, we don't say I can't. We say I'm having trouble with. We don't say I can't. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. So, buddy, I'm so grateful that you finally we finally got you on, and uh, I'm gonna yeah, have man. you back again and again and again. And uh, yeah, yeah, love to. Yeah. So stick around while I say goodbye to everybody else. But uh, thank you guys yeah. for listening. Uh, I'm gonna list it, all of what uh, Brent and I talked about in our show notes, including his email address. So if you're not taking notes, this is how we do it. We just take notes for you. Flip up to the show notes. You're going to see everything we talked about. You can just click right on his email, send him an email and reach out. I'm going to highly encourage you to do that. Uh, You'll be glad you did and uh, keep checking in. So hope you guys enjoyed today. If you did do us a favor, just hit the share button, share this with your friends, keep sending us suggestions. I get them all the time of things you guys want to see and we're lining them up. And until we see you guys next time, or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, And thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.